As Gen Zers reach the age of getting married, there are some things that we as wedding professionals really need to understand about this group. I think we're pulling out our hair on some things and we're maybe looking at a world that got turned upside down when maybe we should be looking at the needs of the current generation. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the differences in millennials and Gen Z. We're going to focus on Gen Z. I think right now we're all just kind of running out, running around on fumes, and we're frustrated by a lot of behaviors that we're seeing in clients and couples, consumers, even their parents or planning partners as a whole. And some of it, I think, really is a sign of the times, you know, that got of a world that got turned upside down. But there are some things in here that I think we need to pause, really study, reflect on, and accept. Because some of this is not going away. And I think where I would like to head with this conversation is what does that look like as far as Gen Zers go? Okay. So there was a conversation recently in the Refined Facebook group where I had asked, what do you see as the difference in your millennial couples and your Gen Z couples? And I'm just going to kind of rattle off here some of the things that really the answers that came about were focused on Gen Zers. Okay, so from a base, we can probably all agree to on some level that millennials are a bit more organized and decisive, right? So there's they're more willing to, they're, they're, you can train a millennial a little bit better on, you know, send all of your questions in one email, right? And they don't have as big of a fear of, like commitment is not as big of an issue, right? So sure, there are personalities that are, that struggle to be divisive, but as a generation, they, millennials are, have an easier time making decisions and sticking to them, okay? So that's our foundation of like what we're comparing to. Gen Zers, on the other hand, you know, they text as the question comes to mind or send a DM. They're, they're not looking at emails. They just ask as it comes to mind. They are seeking lower costs. They go rogue. They overspend, even though they are looking for lower costs. They break the rules. It's like contracts don't seem to apply to them. Like, hello, I'm sorry, but like you agreed to this. <laughs> Read the contract. And we struggled with, you know, that with millennials as well. It, 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 millennials are not um, excluded from these behaviors, I should say, but this is just a, a, an umbrella of a new generation coming into the scene, okay? So contracts don't seem to apply to them. They expect you know, professionals to go above and beyond without paying for it or without providing gratuity. They expect more from a business than, than what is realistic. And that's not just us, that's business as a whole. They are non-committal. They're unrealistic. Um, they've got these TikTok dreams that are really fun, and they're setting some amazing trends. And 
you know, Gen Z has got a lot figured out that the rest of us don't, and it's really cool. And I've enjoyed watching the trend setting, but on some level, some of that's unrealistic, especially if we're not able or willing to pay for it, right? So there's less trust. There's um, a need and desire for more video and less reading. There's um, there's a priority placed on financial security and personal time. They really value self-care and they want to be, their sense, where do I wanna go with this? They, they view the authority in a different way, okay? So stepping off of that Facebook conversation, I just wanna take a, we're gonna go into this. We've identified some of the behaviors. Let's talk about, their struggle with trusting us and their struggle with commitment and authority in those things, okay? And and why are scattered and can't seem to put a list of questions together. It's just ask as you think of it, right? Okay, so first and foremost, we need to recognize that they are the first generation that has lived their entire lives under tech, right? Technology has been a part of their lives from day one, okay? I, as a 39-year-old, have spent more of my life without technology than I have with technology. And that's not true. I had, I think we started AOL Instant Messenger when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. But like, I mean, we had dial-up and I was toting around textbooks in college and traveling to libraries around town because we just weren't in a digital age yet, right? And so, um, this is the first generation that's lived their entire lives with, without dial-up, with like real internet <laughs> and like instant gratification and everything at their fingertips. And so they have Alexa and Siri and they can ask a question whenever they want and they get an answer. So that's what they're doing with businesses. And that's what they expect. And that's why they want chat bots, chat bots. And they want to just ask when it comes to mind and they're not making lists. They're just, it's fluid. Everything's fluid. It's an open conversation. They're just constantly texting each other or DMing and just to get the answers as they need it, right? So there's a real reason behind that, a real psychology behind that. And I think um, that ties into some of their authority issues. Like in an in, in authority issue is a strong word here, but like they challenge authority and they're the, the, they are a generation that is very comfortable as a whole standing up for things and raising their voices. And, you know, people throughout all of time have been brave enough to do that. But this generation, like I said, as a whole, is just more willing to do that. And, and I think a lot of that comes down to, um, they don't they don't need authority. They, they can find what they need and want on their own, right? Like Google it <laughs> or TikTok it. I don't know, they, that's how they search. And so, they don't need authority. And so when it comes to authority, they really prioritize um, and, and value um, capacities and confidence and listening skills so much more than they value your expertise and the fact that you've been doing this forever and that you're the go-to person. None of that matters unless you're you know, able to listen and approach them with democratic leadership on, you know, their opinions being incorporated into all facets of every conversation and decision. Okay. So we can call that entitled. It feels easier to do that at this state. Like, you know, it's just, 
as a near 40 year old, you know, it's easy to look at a younger generation and, and find that to feel entitled. But objectively, it's just how they've lived the world. Like <laughs> they just, they have a question, they ask you and they get the answer. And, and, and they do, they, they listening. Why, why is that a problem? Do you listen to Right. And they're not, they're more concerned with the client experience than they are the fact that like, you've got it perfected. Okay. So I think also in here, it's important to understand that they value direct communication. So by that, I mean like those direct responses and quick responses and they value, you know, authenticity and relevance and relevance is huge here because a lot of us are, we're not creating space for relevance, right? Because we are the go-to or we've gotten comfortable or we, um, we are word of mouth or, you know, um, we just haven't had time because the world got turned upside down, but relevance is critical. And right now, you know, Gen Z is 25-ish. So they're just now starting to hit our market. And, you know, you've got a little bit of time here. It's not like tomorrow you need to be immediately relevant, but like, that's your new, that's who's knocking on your door over the next year. So if you don't get there, you're going to get left behind. And I think that we're going to see Gen Z couples get married later in general. Like they're going to slide more into it after years and years of dating. And we saw that a lot with younger millennials as well, because they can't afford it. <laughs> and, you know, they've seen some crashes and, and Gen Zers, whether they have felt the crashes themselves yet, they've certainly watched their parents lose a lot. And so that's why financial security means so much to them. They've, they've been really impacted by that. And so I think also Gen Zers are very entrepreneurial. And so they want to, they want to contribute to the success of things. They want to contribute to the, to the growth. And um, because of that, they want to feel like they're micromanaging and, and maybe they are, but it's, it's part of the psychology of like, um, of their entrepreneurial spirit and their ability to they're scrappy. They can find what they need and want, right? Like they are successful in that way. And so they want to be contributors to that. And, and weddings, you know, for a lot of us over time have meant, you know, marriage is more important than the party and that can still be a core value. But I think Gen Zers are starting to look at weddings themselves as one thing and marriage as another. And sure, they go hand in hand, but like they're looking to remember their wedding in different ways than maybe have, we have traditionally, you know, like when I got married, I, there was a lot of sacrament and there were a lot of like just really special, important things to us that we didn't rush or hurry or feel overly compelled to, you know, video. And we valued some privacy in different areas of, you know, or different um, seasons of the engagement. And, you know, uh, this this generation is front and center for everyone at all times and they value these quick videos and content curation on their wedding day and it's not that they aren't valuing the relationship they just um they see and feel and remember experiences in a different way than we do and i think it's okay for us to 
allow that and give permission for that without it's really hard because I can easily look at that and be like hello you are marrying someone this is a big deal like put the phone down right but I haven't lived my entire life with my phone in my hand and so I have to know and understand and remember that and to them things still are rich and meaningful right it's just it just is different the same way things were different 50 years before me 100 years before that and so on right so another difference that we're seeing here is that um parents are a little bit more involved and they seem the couple seem to allow for that and i think it's because parents have just always been involved in this generation and this generation needs a little more hand holding and i and a lot of that may come from parents doing that right we've this generation has had a lot of helicopter parents if you're not familiar with that term, it's a term I've heard a lot in the mom circles of just helicopter mom. You can't go outside without a helmet and knee pads on, you know, it's just, you can't, there's no freedom to just fall and get hurt and, you know, scrape your knee and deal with it. And so um, they've, they've been hovered around and they've developed these different kinds of relationships with their parents and different needs. And they, they um they aren't as independent in that way and so for better or worse right like you can't blame a, a generation of parents trying to break the chains of those parents before us that haven't that did things in a way that like were too hands-off you know like the latchkey generation of millennials like we just kind of raise ourselves and you know there's a balance there's a balance between raising yourself and being helicoptered right and 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 hopefully uh, that starts to course correct itself but at one point like children were not to be seen or heard they were kind of like beat into submission and we've come a long way with that and i value that even though we're still just trying to figure out the formula here right so i would much rather these kids have parents that pour in and nurture them, right? Even if maybe a little too much for a minute, um, there's gonna be there's gonna be a course correction here on that, but that's where we are right now. And I think that we need to understand that, that all of this requires some adjustment on our part, okay? So we get really frustrated with the texts and the DMs and all that, and I have that rule, do not DM me. Um, or PM me, I'm sorry, uh, like DM my, my, refined Instagram and my refined Facebook, but I, a lot of people are still um, messaging me personally. It's like, I would like to have my own, I, I would, I would like to have a, a space to my, uh, myself. Like I can't, for me to be on Facebook and engage and interact with my family and friends, like that's my Facebook, but then it gets inundated with people thinking they can have access to me. And I've, said over and over and over again not to do that and it just continues to happen and so i just at this point when i i see i see i just delete it I, I literally do not open them anymore i just i don't know what else to do and you know i've created the spaces to be contacted and that's just a boundary i'm going to have and you can choose to do that or not and i can you know choose to accept that I, i've chosen to accept that there will be some business loss because of that Someone is asking if they can buy something, for example, and I'm just not even opening it. And I know that, but it it gives me a mental health boundary. And 
So you get to decide what that looks like for you. But I do think that as business owners, we need to, if nothing else, at least know the context and the why this is happening because it can reduce the frustration, right? Like I used to, it used to make me so mad because it's like, I have told you over and over again, the rules are posted. The, um, you know, uh, it's like, there's a, there's an email box. There's a, there's, or there's an email. There's a website with the contact box. There's two professional social media accounts to contact, like why? And so, um, but now I just, it doesn't bother me anymore. I've started, I've just, I've been learning this and, and I've decided that it is what it is and I need to just be okay with it. And doesn't mean I have to enable it and feed into it, but you know, it does, um, understanding that context and the psychology behind some of this has reduced my frustration. And there are some things that we're working on and refined to better meet the needs of some of this stuff. Like we're looking, we're researching chat boxes for our um, website and, you know, trying to automate some other things that we've not otherwise automated. And, you know, there, there are options for you too, as a wedding professional on those things. But I think that understanding why they're asking questions the way they're asking them, all scattered and whatnot, can reduce your frustration. And I think acknowledging some of these things to them about them might help build trust, right? Because like I said, they question authority in the sense that they can find what they need on their own, right? So I think there's some value in communicating to newer clients that are Gen Z or super young millennials with, hey, look, you have every reason to be weary of trusting people. I mean, our government has let us down. Our media has let us down. Our Hollywood has let us down. They can't come up with creative content anymore. They're just repeating all the movies in the 80s and then they're turning happily ever after into you know tension and destruction and so of course you don't you don't trust anything right now but if you're going to give me all this money and you want your day to be you know and paint their picture like you're like you're either in or you're out you have to trust this process go question your mayor go trust go question your professor go go question um this, that, or the other, but do not question the person that you're giving tens of thousands of dollars to and expecting to provide you what you call the best day. Don't do it. You either trust me or you don't. And trust looks like this in this relationship. And when it starts to take a left turn, this is what's going to happen. You're going and, and, and map out what that first you know, warning looks like and map out what that second warning and that come to Jesus third conversation and then the firing looks like and map out that, no, you will not give me a bad review because we have had this conversation. Understood? Say all that stuff and you're going to find your own tone, but like, talk about it, make fun of that or jest of it. Don't make fun of it. Like, you know, bring levity to it and talk to the, talk to them about like, you know, the contracts do apply here. Okay. I understand that like, this, you know, like it's, we've turned into a society that like, don't say it about them or their generation. Don't, don't pull their generation into this conversation because I can tell you as a millennial that drives me bananas. I'd be like, oh, millennials, this millennials, that I don't even think I'm a millennial. I think I'm the, the year between whatever, they don't even know what it's called. And, um, it drives me bananas when they're, when there's so much stereotyping, but I think you can talk to them 
in relation to what you understand about their generation without calling it that. And you can just say, hey, look, our society has moved to like, there are no rules. We don't follow rules, but like, here are the rules. And if you don't follow them, there are consequences in this particular engagement, okay? Because the contracts do indeed apply to you. And the review boards are not, you know, open season for your blasphemy. That's not even true. Like, that's just not fair. And as, you know, you know, with the entrepreneurial spirit of our current society, like, we've got to be fair with each other on that. So these are not just like, this is not an attack or an assault on a kickoff call by any means, but these are conversations that get peppered throughout. And, um, and I think this is where some of the like relevance and the um, confidence comes in. You know how I mentioned that they just really, they trust based on those things. They trust based on the fact that you, the capacities, I mentioned that, like, don't be overbooked, don't be uh, overextended. And that's why boundaries are so important. When you, as I always say, say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another. And when you say yes to too many things, you're saying no to capacity and they see that and they don't want anything to do with it. So they want to see you value your self-care just as much as they value it because they know that's where the sustainability comes in, right? Do they necessarily want to be told that like, you no, know, because of your self-care? No right? Everybody, especially an engaged couple, wants to be the only person in the room. They want you to say no to everybody else, right? So you have to be careful about how you present that, but they do value those things, okay? And and this is why I think reels and, and TikToks and video and whatnot are so critical. And if you're not doing it, and I was super late to the party, but if you're not doing it, like you're, you're, you're toast. So figure it out. And you don't have to put your face on the camera. It's okay. I understand that that can be really um, daunting to people, but you need to get into Canva and use the real template and do three or four slides in a row of just, you know, graphics with some fun music to it, okay? And there, that's it's really super simple. It just has to be eye-catching. It just has to move on the screen. It doesn't have to be you lip-syncing to something with a voice override. And those are hard, I get it. You don't have to do that. Find a way to get TikToks and Reels and videos going in your business. Or, I mean, like you were toast two years ago. It's just, I will tell you this. If you are at all listening to podcasts, <laughs> going to webinars, going to conferences, um, hiring coaches for one-on-one, in memberships, um, all of that, and you're not doing TikToks or Reels, there's nothing more any education can do for you without you at least doing the bare minimum of what society now requires of you. That is how dire it is to be on video. Whether that just be graphics or fun music over pictures floating by or whatever it is. And that could be a punch to the gut but I never promised anything but the truth on this podcast because I think we are so tired and we are so exhausted and we're trying to pull all the rabbits out of our hat, but we're still blatantly ignoring some of the most obvious things here. So if that's not a, if that's not been a priority to you, 
I would really encourage and challenge you to reflect on why and what you can do and where you can start and take it slow once a week. It's totally like, just start somewhere. Okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. Okay. Throw it out there. But these are, these are some psychological things behind the Gen Z um, consumer struggles and challenges. But also remember, like I said, they are setting forth some really beautiful things for society. They value diversity. They devour, they they um, value inclusion and sustainability and uh, you know um, a greener environment. And they um, they're so smart and um, trend setting, and they're bringing out some really really cool things. And let's not let our frustration um, cloud that. Okay. I just think that there are some things that it's time we accept. Okay. So go get a texting program that converts your text into emails and organizes them and just be okay with it. It's hard. <laughs> it sucks, but you can do it. And this is where business is headed, believe it or not. All right. Love y'all. And I'll check you next time. Bye. Mm -hmm.